0: You are now listening to a proud member of the Disney Podcast family. Go to dizpodcastfamily.com to find more on this show and other great Disney podcasts
1: From the Talking Disney Studios in Shine, Wyoming, Logan,
0: Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Talking Disney Podcast.
1: To all who come to this happy place Welcome. And here are your
2: hosts, I'm Jason, and
1: I'm Cody, and I'm James,
2: and welcome to episode
0: 59 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my co-hosts, Cody and James. What's going on, guys?
1: Hey, everybody.
2: <laughs> How you doing?
1: What,
0: what, what
2: happened there? <laughs>
1: so
0: so as, I'm, as I'm trying to do the introduction, James is on video making weird signs, 543, <laughs> doing something, trying to distract me. <laughs> i had to laugh so
1: i th- i think i did a pretty good job
0: you did you did good job good job so you guys are doing good
1: yes yeah? doing good right, doing good
0: right. i know we took a week off we didn't record last week so we got some catching up to do on some things um but in that two weeks did you guys do anything disney related besides watch the three uh films that we're going to talk about today doesn't sound like it yeah
1: not really well james you kind of did something but but
0: you're gonna we're gonna talk about that we'll we'll just get into that talk about that okay we'll just get into that so disney a while ago uh introduced some uh they called it a ticketed food event uh it turned out it was going to be called touch of disney which james and i were texting on the couple days ago when he was uh doing his thing that he's about to talk about we said that'd be a great name for a podcast. A touch yeah, of Disney, great name. so yes. we're just going to rebrand. Yeah, we're yeah, we're that's ours. We're going to take it. Uh, uh, we'll <laughs> we'll introduce it later. Uh, but yeah, so it ticketed t- event over at DCA at the Disneyland Resort, um, and I'll just let James take it away, and he can tell us about his experience. Take it so away, James. Take it take away. Take it
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> so this event is going to be held at the California Adventure Park. Uh, I think it starts on the 18th. Tickets went on sale Thursday, this past Thursday, March 4th. And originally they were just planning those three weeks uh, Thursday through Monday, starting the 18th and the 25th and the 1st. But then they added two more weeks to it, I guess, pretty much as soon as they started selling tickets. Um, And so obviously I was trying to get tickets for this. And there haven't been, there's been very, there hasn't been a lot of news as far as when they were going to start selling tickets. Um, We knew it was going to be on the fourth. So I stayed up till midnight on the third, of course, (laughs) (laughs) because I was thinking, I was thinking, well, they might go on sale. And so at 1201, like their site crashed, like it immediately went to, uh, you know, there's nothing, you know, we can't find the page you're looking for, yada, yada, yada. So you weren't, you weren't the only one. I was not the only one thinking that they might go on sale at midnight. Right. Um, either that or me and one other person crashed their whole website, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So, but it's, so yeah, it crashed. And, uh, you know, there was nothing. And there was no real place where it's like, go here to buy tickets. At least not that I could see. So, 1201 on uh, Thursday morning, Wednesday night, uh I'm sitting there in front of my computer in bed trying to stay awake, trying to get these things. And uh, after about 20 minutes, realized that the site came back up, um, but there was still no links to get in tickets. And so, you know, of course, I'm looking on Facebook and Twitter and everything else. And everyone's saying, you know, there's nothing available right now. Everyone else is talking about how the website crashed also. So finally, about 1220, maybe 1230, I said, you know what? The heck with it. I'm going to set it aside and, and just go to bed. So. Woke up a few hours later, like 3.30 or so, and just got on to check real quick and looked like it was the same. Um, and someone had posted something about how they're going to try it, try at 12.01 and then try again at 7.01. So I thought, well, maybe they'll go on sale at 7.01, which is right about the time I'm getting to work. So I, I had to kind of put work aside and sit in a back office and try at 7.01 to see if I could get them, but still nothing. And still... I think at 701 it crashed again. Like I was on there and it crashed, and then 10 minutes later I could get back on. And as you went to this page, at the top there was a lot of uh, little writing, talk about different things. And there was a hyperlink in there saying something about a uh, touch of Disney tickets, you know, click here or something like that. So I kept, I thought that that was the link to go to when it was finally time to get tickets. So I kept clicking that link, kept clicking that link, kept clicking that link. And, uh, you know, 701, nothing. So sit there for 10 minutes, 801, try it again. Um, I think it was 901 that I was clicking it again. And I was like, man, when are these stinking tickets going to go on sale? Because I kept clicking that hyperlink and it kept like redirecting me to the same page. And I'm like, this is so stupid. And uh, I was looking on Facebook and someone Said, does anyone know when the tickets are going on sale? And one person posted, yes, I'm in the queue now. And I thought, oh, this poor person has no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was the one that had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so this is a this is in the nine o'clock hour, I think, about 9.01. And uh, my brother-in-law, Jim, was over helping me with some stuff at work. And we decided to go get a a soda real quick and come back and while we were driving over there, Cody happened to text me. And thank goodness for Cody.
0: <laughs> so this is around this is around the time we were all texting.
1: Yes, yeah, right around 915, 920 okay. okay. in the morning on yeah. Thursday. So and, and 10, 1015,
0: 10, 1020 for me and Cody.
1: For your yeah. time, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Cody okay. was like, hey, hey James, I don't remember exactly what he said. Something like, Are you going to try to get the the touch of Disney tickets? And I was like, Yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're just like, I just wait for them to go. Yeah,
1: on the and I think I even said, I, was, I keep clicking the link and I'm just waiting for my thing. And then he sent a picture of someone in queue and I looked at it and I'm like, what in the heck is going on? Where are these people at? And then it made me think of 15 minutes earlier when the other person said they were in the queue and I'm like, Oh man, am I, am I in the wrong place? Where am I at? So I go on this page and I scroll to the bottom now. Cause And there's all these pictures on there, you know, all the same stuff that was on there from the night before. Mm-hmm. And at the very bottom, there's a little button that says, click here to check availability. And I click on that. And as soon as I click on it, I'm in the queue. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So I have no idea. This is at like 9.20 a.m. Pacific Center Time on Thursday. I really don't know what time the tickets went on sale. I think my wife said uh, maybe 8 or 8.30 our time they'd been on on sale since then. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm in the queue and I'm thinking, Oh, this is messed up because it, it, all it tells you is your wait time is more than an hour. It doesn't give you a breakdown. It just says it's more than an hour. So Jim and I got back to work and I got on the laptop there and got into the queue there also. Cause I was trying to, of course, maximize my chances. Yeah. Cause you never know. I mean, at least I never know. I don't know if they're, if it's a truly first come first serve type thing or, uh, if it's some type of a, you get into a queue and they, they randomly select people. I mean, I, I hear people saying that that's the way that it happens. I'm not sure that that's really the way it happens. I don't know, but anyway, so then I'm in the queue and I was in that queue for forever. So when you're in there, I know they say you're not supposed to hit refresh. Cause if you hit refresh, you go back to the beginning, but it's very aggravating. Cause you never know is the thing really remembering me. And if I close out of the app and my still yeah. in line. Where am I at? So it's just very frustrating. And I'm right. just like, I can't sit here in front of the laptop all day. I've got my phone, but I don't know if it's keeping track of where I'm at. Luckily, I would say, I don't know, maybe around two o'clock. I'd have to look at our text to see exactly when. At one point, I looked on my phone and checked it. And uh, it said, uh, your estimated arrival time into the store because it said because once you got to the point in line where you could go in it said you'll have 10 minutes to get into the ticket store so eventually and it you know it just said your estimated uh time in the queue is going to be more than an hour it just kept saying that i think about one thirty or 2 o'clock somewhere around there it gave me an update saying uh your estimated time to get into the store is 59 minutes and from that point it was pretty pretty right on of course at that point i was away from the lab so i wasn't where my laptop was i was just on my phone and i'm thinking i hope i don't press anything wrong um so and it just kept counting down i think i texted you guys said hey i've got 59 minutes or 52 minutes or whatever
0: yeah i think i remember seeing like a 52 i think you sent one that said it says 34 yeah so yeah
1: So, so it was pretty accurate at that point it kept counting down And of course, I was driving when I got down to like three minutes left. So I I just pulled over to the side of the road and waited Ah. for my time to get in. And luckily, I didn't have any problems. I heard about a lot of people having problems, like if they push the wrong thing while they're in the ticket store, because there's one spot where you have to go down and, you know, there's the terms and conditions that you have to accept. And I didn't see it. There's not a box on there. You have to actually scroll through the terms and conditions until the box appears on the screen. So I hit You know, I hit buy my tickets, um, but then an error came up because I didn't accept the terms and conditions. And I started going, oh, great. I'm probably going to get kicked out of here. To the back Um, of the line. Yeah, back to the (laughs) the end of the line. You know, and, uh, you know, I heard other people saying that they bought tickets for multiple days, that once they bought their tickets, they just went back in and bought them. I didn't try to mess around with any of that. Once I got my time, I, I chose my date. I chose the number of tickets. I hit buy. It kicked me back because of the terms and conditions. I scrolled through that. I hit accept. I hit buy, and it it let me have the tickets. So, I did try to get back into the queue. I didn't want to. I don't know what would have happened if I would hit back at that point. If maybe it would have put me back into the store and I could have bought more days. But I was like, I ain't even going to risk it because I don't want to hit back and they say, "Oh, guess what, stupid? Since you hit back, we're taking your tickets away or whatever." (laughs) So. So I just closed out of it, and uh, I did try to get back into the queue. I'd say about 30 minutes later just to see what would happen. And that queue, I was in there for, I'd say, maybe an hour before it came in and said, all the tickets are gone. So right. that was the other thing. Like, first thing in the morning when I got into the queue about 9.20, I'd say it wasn't that long, like 9.30, 9.40. They must have been having some technical difficulties or something because it said, uh the queue is paused at this point or something and it wasn't real clear i know a lot of people on facebook started freaking out Mm -hmm. like oh they all sold out already um but there was just i don't know what it was but it came back on and you're back in the queue so yeah nice stressful day to get these stupid tickets (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and if it weren't for cody if it weren't for that text from cody i would have been clicking on the stupid blue link at the top over and over all day until my time was up. So I have to say, without Commander Cody in charge of this mission, it would have been another failure. But as it is, he helped me get them. So thank you, Cody. So you,
2: I, I wasn't going. I knew Jason wasn't going. I had to make sure that that you at least had the best opportunity to get those tickets. You'll have I to. I know you're pretty on top of those things as it is. I mean, you're the one that. Uh, Put in all the effort into getting the the reservation for Galaxy's Edge when it first opened when it was reservation only to get into the land at all right. um, and you were all on top of that so I figured I was when I texted you I was almost like one of those things where I was expecting like well yeah you know I'm sitting here in queue like you know me here I am <laughs> <laughs> um but so I'm glad I decided to say something cuz Oh me too. I said it assuming you were already yeah uh, there and waiting.
1: Yeah. No, I was I was assuming that the queue was still waiting to have people entering into it. So I I was yeah, your text saved me.
2: <laughs> but I mean, I know people that and and I don't know how um like you said earlier if it's when you enter, you know, when you click on the button, that's whatever place you are. That's when you get into the store or how it works. Um, cause I, there's a YouTuber, a Disney YouTuber that I watch. Um, and he pretty much works from home. He lives in Southern California. So everybody works from home now. And, uh, I think he worked from home before regardless, but so he can, you know, has the luxury of just being able to, to be there at his computer and have the page open as long as he needs to and pretty much guarantee that he gets tickets.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, and I'm not sure if he was on there like right when it opened up, whenever that was, but I know from watching his video that he was waiting on that page in the queue for a little more than six hours. Wow. And he got tickets, but it took him six hours waiting with that page open. Right. But it is frustrating. I mean, you think like, "Ah, it still says over an hour, like, is it working? Has it froze? And you're so tempted to hit refresh, but then you're just like, am I just going to screw myself if I hit refresh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly.
2: Well, I, uh, I'm happy for you. I'm glad, I'm glad you get to do that. And it'll be, uh, interesting to see what comes of the Disneyland resort come April. Yes. Because what day did you get tickets for?
1: I got them for, so I think at noon, I think you sent a picture saying, someone had posted one on Facebook saying most of the dates are still open. And I was hoping to go on the 25th because I figured the weekend of the 18th was going to be a busy weekend because it was the first weekend. Um, The weekend of April 1st through the 4th was, or through the 5th was Easter weekend. So I figured the 25th would be pretty good. That's what I was hoping to get. Mm -hmm. But by the time I got into the queue, they had opened up two additional weekends, the weekend of the 8th and the 15th. Um, And they pretty much had the 8th and the 15th open and they had a few Mondays open. And I think that was it. All the Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays were gone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went ahead and and just got them for the 8th. So we are going on April 8th.
0: So Cody mentioned about the beginning of April, and that's what we're actually going to talk about next. um,
2: Yes.
1: Which was my handy dandy transition.
2: Good job.
0: Thanks. <laughs> so uh, two days ago on the Orange County Register, I saw the uh, the article and the title, Disneyland, Universal, and Other California Theme Parks Can Reopen April 1st. And I'm going to stress this, uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll share some of the article. Can is in capital letters. They can. Doesn't mean they will, but they can. Uh, basically, we have talked about it before. We said there's no way Disneyland or any theme park can California is going to open unless the guidelines are adjusted, and that's basically what happened. It said uh, California theme parks can reopen April first under updated guidelines from the state state's health department following a year of coronavirus closures, which were coming up on the year in about a week. Uh, yep, that is it. Still blows my mind that Disneyland hasn't closed for a whole year. Uh, Still blows my mind that we were five <laughs> days away from going when <laughs> it got taken away from me. <laughs> uh, so it says the new California theme park guidelines and opening dates are part of a refresh of Governor Gavin Newsom's four-tier blueprint for a safer economy. Um, California theme parks have been closed since March of 2020 under COVID and, uh, COVID-19 health and safety uh, reopening guidelines issued by the state. Some parks have partially opened for special events and food festivals without rides, like this special event that's going on at Disneyland. And then I think uh, Knott's Berry farm has done some stuff with food. So they've had yes. some people coming in. Um,
2: for several months now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they this, did it,
1: Oh, go ahead. They did it a couple different times. They haven't been doing it continuously, but they did oh, it okay. at Christmas time and they did it at Halloween time. And, Gotcha. So I do have tickets for that also. We went ahead and got tickets for the, the knots, taste of knots or whatever for the oh, day okay. after it we'll would be down there. So
2: was that gotcha. a lot less stressful?
1: Yes, it was a lot less stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and the hillbillies will be there playing formerly oh, from Disneyland. So. Nice,
0: nice. Wow. Yeah. So this new blueprint allows places like Disneyland, Uterosa Studios, Knots, Six Flags, SeaWorld, uh, Legoland, etc to reopen as early as April 1st once the counties they are located in reach the red or substantial tier two risk status, Uh, which means at the red status, the parks can open at 15% capacity. Once they reach the orange or moderate tier, they can uh, go up to um, 25%. And then in the yellow tier, the minimal tier is 35%. And I guess when they... Leave the chairs altogether. I guess that's when COVID disappears. Uh, then they're allowed to open at 100 capacity. It, it doesn't say anything about that. Uh, the theme park attendance will be limited to California residents, uh, which which sucks.
1: It's, uh, it's stupid. Uh, now,
2: okay. So I don't know if your article does your article explain why? No, because I heard something uh, through this Disney YouTuber that I was just talking about. He was saying that the reason that that stipulation is in there is because there is apparently an active travel ban in place for California. Mm, I haven't seen that. So, And I don't know the logistics of that because I know James has been going in and out of California like it's a doggy door. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. And, and there was a ban my understanding is that it got lifted. I mean, there was one point that they were taking it real serious. Yeah. They were saying no one come to California. As a matter of fact, in December we had planned to be there for a week and my sister and her friend had a timeshare set up for a week. They, she actually flew to Vegas, drove with my sister down there and they were actually at the taste of knots thing going on and we're getting ready to go over to their timeshare to check in. And they called to make sure that it was okay to come over. And they said, oh, no, uh, the travel ban just went into effect this week. Your trip is canceled. So she had actually flown to Vegas, driven with my sister down to California and called to check to see if they could come over. And they said, no, because it was medical necessary travel only. Now, I was supposed to go down there and that same week, uh, just a couple days later. So mm-hmm. I actually called the hospital, not the hospital, the hotel that I was staying at to make sure I'd be okay to be there. And I did have to have, like with my dad in the hospital, they actually Mm -hmm. gave us a paper that in case we got stopped or in case we needed to show it to a hotel or something that showed that our trip was medically necessary to be there. So they were real serious about it. But like you said, I've been there back and forth quite a few times since then. And it becomes less and less, I don't know if the travel ban is still in effect or if Mm -hmm. just no one cares about it anymore. They were really caring about it that second or third week in december but the last couple times there's been no mention of it
2: so yeah because the, the youtube video that i watched today which he only put he, he posted since uh the news about disneyland being able to reopen on april 1st uh he was saying that that restriction was solely because of the current travel ban so it must still be in effect and people must just be more lax about it or it in itself isn't as strict, but they're just still not wanting people to overly come in from out of state. I'm not sure.
1: See, but part of that travel ban too, my understanding is I think there's a lot of, a lot of misunderstanding or maybe just lack of clarity because part of that travel ban is you're not supposed to travel more than 120 miles from your home, which If that's the case, then that would limit anyone going to Disneyland within 120 miles. But I've seen a few people bring that up and say that actually the travel ban has been relaxed, which means that it's open to the entire state of California. So Hmm. I don't know. I think they just don't want anybody from California, outside of California, to go in there because this is just the Newsom plan for re-election right now. I think that's right, what we because can call it.
0: <laughs> and, and that, here, yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to bring that up because it said here, uh, let me read the article, or the, uh, it says, where'd it go? Oh, the move is an abrupt about-face from the slow, stubborn, and stringent approach to reopening California theme parks taken by the Newsom administration last fall. So, um, yeah, you know, it was pretty stubborn. I know there is a many, many, many people have signed some petition for a recall. So uh, I don't know. Is it, is it yeah. him getting scared? But I mean, because James, you're closer to Disneyland than someone from Northern California.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so,
0: um, so let's see. Most of the California counties with major theme parks are still in the most restrictive tier, which is purple, including Orange County, Disneyland and Knott's, LA County, Universal Studios and Six Flags, San Diego County, which has SeaWorld, and Legoland, um, orange County and Los Angeles counties are expected to move into the red substantial tier next week. So this article came out a couple days ago. So sometime next week, uh, they're expected to move into the red. And so they could reopen on April 1st if they decided uh-huh. to, uh, I was talking to James earlier. I don't think they decide to, I would think once they get to red, I think they're going to start making plans, arrangements mm-hmm. to say, okay, here's our opening date. Yeah. Um,
1: and so now, I think it's it's not only do they have to get to red, but I think they're restructuring how they do the colors right now, too. Right? Like, however I, they're structured in the past, they're actually going to change them to make it so that they can get into the red. Is my understanding?
0: Okay, they might be. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. know for sure because those colors. I'm reading on another site right now that says the limited stay home order for California ended January twenty fifth and is no longer in effect in any county in California.
2: Cause I think nah. that's when they were able to start bringing back food and stuff at the Disneyland resort was when that stay at home order was lifted.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the other big thing with this blueprint refresh plan, it no longer makes any distinction between a large and a small California theme park. Cause I guess there was some issue with that in the past. Smaller theme parks could open uh, during the more restrictive phases cause they couldn't hold as many people. But um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Disneyland, it's definitely going, it's getting closer to being open uh, than it and was I don't, last week. I don't, so,
1: I don't think any of the tiers, whether it's red, orange, yellow, whatever, I think they all exclude out of state visitors, right? I, I was reading somewhere that someone had posted something that said, even as they get up there, even into the 25 and 35% capacity, that it still excludes out of state California yeah
0: now who
2: knows when they're going to open that up I meant yeah um I did read an article saying that um all of these new guidelines that they're coming out with are still in the process of and things can change between now and April and even thereafter yeah um they may finalize a set of uh rules for an April 1st opening for those parks that want to open and are able to open on the first and then you know, in another few weeks, another month, say, okay, we're we're adapting and changing, and now this is what we're going to go with. So I think it'll be fluid for the next little while, and hopefully, because it's, I, I don't, it's not, I, I firmly believe that it's not Disney restricting out-of-state visitors. It is oh, yeah, the no, state I, of California.
1: I agree with that. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think,
0: so, oh, Disney doesn't care where your money comes from, as long as you bring the money, so... Yep. Uh, as long as it's green. Yeah. Yeah. Or plastic. I,
1: I just, I need to like offer for my dad to like pay his electric bill or something so I can show, <laughs> Hey, I, I I'm from California. 100. Look, here's my electric bill. That's <laughs> yeah, so, electric bill in my name.
2: <laughs> well, no, Jason mentioned a good point. James is closer to Disneyland than somebody in Northern California. You know, especially near the border of Northern California. I mean, California is a large state.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So, yeah. And okay, so to close it out before we move
0: on, there was a statement from uh, the president of the Disneyland Resort, Ken Potrock. It says, we are encouraged that theme parks now have a path toward reopening this spring, getting thousands of people back to work, and greatly helping neighboring businesses and our entire community. With responsible Disney safety protocols already implemented around the world, we can't wait to welcome our guests back and look forward to sharing an opening date soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, if I had to guess, what's the last weekend of Touch of Disney?
1: The 15th, you said? The 15th through the 19th. The 19th is the last day. So, so the is
0: that 19th? A Tuesday
2: or a Monday, the 19th?
1: That's a, that's a Monday. So,
0: 19, 2020, 20, April 23rd. Yeah. Friday, April 23rd.
2: Disney will
0: open back up at 15% capacity for California residents only. So,
2: Because say that Disney is in the red tier by the April 1st marker uh, and they are able to open. I think they could. And at that point, they definitely could. They'd be allowed to open at least the Disneyland Park and let people just enjoy Disneyland Park and leave DCA open to the people that have purchased tickets for a touch of Disney. However, I think that would piss a lot of people.
1: (laughs) That would be pretty cruel for me to be walking out of California Adventure on the eighth and see all these people going in and out of Disneyland. Yeah, I think. Sorry,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think something else you got to think about that that they're going to have to do. These people, we'll say the cast members, the ride operators, uh, they have not done that job for a year. You're going to have to, I there's going to have to be some type of retraining,
1: retraining yeah.
0: reorientation on how to operate these rides, safety stuff. Um There's going to have to be something that they, they just can't come out today and say, Hey, we're opening, you know, Tuesday right? and throw and everybody back in the mix.
2: They're cycling the rides through right. um, while they've been closed. You know, did they drain the water rides? Cause if they did after, I'm sure they didn't initially, but. You know, say after they didn't open last July like they were wanting to and then, yeah. you know, August rolled around and they're like, you know what, it's it's at that point they didn't see an end in sight. So they're like, let's take this water out of here. You know, yeah, got to fill those things back up, make sure everything's still good. And yeah, training, probably a very labor intensive process and in getting yeah. some of the, things, the some of these things back to fully operational and knowing that they are 100 percent safe for people to.
0: Right. I mean, park your park, your car for a year and then go driving it. There's going to be things that are wrong. You're going to have to inspect things, make sure things are working correctly. And uh, I'm sure OSHA will get involved. And I don't know. So
1: I just, I hope they don't do some type of an analysis and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and cancel the last two weeks of touch of Disney that we added because it makes more (laughs) sense to open the park up to people and get more money from that way. So sorry to all those people and you're canceled. Yeah.
0: You can, (laughs) you can, uh, you can put your money toward Disneyland tickets once it's open for you.
1: (laughs) So,
2: I mean, but if you were able to get the Disneyland tickets before, or at least by the date you had for touch of Disney, that quote unquote, or hypothetically got canceled, would you be upset or would you be like, this is way better? Well, he
0: can't because he's not oh, a no. California resident.
2: Right, but if oh. I, can- <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> I forgot about that minor detail. Uh. Uh, see, and that's that's also because that stipulation is not there for Touch of Disney. So that's what's that's yeah. what's unfortunate. How Unless- can they not have the restriction for Touch of Disney? What's the difference? The only difference are rides and. You can't tell me that riding a ride with where you're moving constantly and not sharing the same airspace, stagnant air, is more dangerous than sitting in a restaurant, a confined indoor space, for an hour without your mask on. Where they're, they're going to 100% guarantee that when you're on a ride, when you're in a line, when you're walking around, unless you're stationary and eating, like at Walt Disney World, you've got to have the mask on. So you can't tell me that because they're riding rides that now they have to restrict it to only California residents.
1: Yeah. And that brings up another thought to me is let's say they do this on April 23rd, which I think that's a great date. April 23rd. You heard so it. In fir- fir- f- yeah. You, you heard, heard it, it in
2: first. first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they open on the 23rd to California residents only. What does that mean for downtown Disney? Can I still go down and go to the Lego store? Can I go into tortilla Joe's? Can I go into world of Disney? Can I sit outside the gates and heckle the people as they're going in and out? I mean, I would,
2: I would say yes. Because right yeah. now, how can they stop you? If they yeah. can't restrict you coming into the state,
1: right. they're
2: not going to check IDs to enter downtown Disney. Right. But I would. Are, are, there's tickets are going to be online sales only? We know that much. Right. Um. When they first reopen, whenever they announce that they're going to reopen, there's going to have to be some sort of uh identification process in that to where they can verify that you're a California resident how they're going to do that I don't know if it's just going to go off your credit card number and they're able to tell well, the billing address on your credit card I guess is is that the, yeah, the sure you geo gotta have,
1: test you got to have something because I mean they know now for people that have you know Southern California uh, tickets, Mm -hmm. passes or have had them. So yeah, there'll be some way for them to know. I just, I think it's funny that I'll be able to go down there and eat at Tortilla Joe's and sit there and watch people go in and out of the park, but I'm not allowed to because I'm from Nevada. (laughs) That seems really, really, really goofy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I hear you. Like I said,
1: I'm going to be be heckling people. I'm going to be sitting right there. (laughs) I'm going to get banned from Disneyland for life. (laughs) I was going to
2: say, just don't do it too intensely or you won't be getting back in ever. I
1: I won't do it at all. I'll be there begging people, please, please let me have your ticket. (laughs) Find a way to get a fake ID. Yeah.
0: Now, if this would have happened five, six years ago, I technically... Even though I lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming, I technically was still a California resident. I still had a California driver's license. I right. wonder if that would have helped me.
1: I bet it would have. Because
0: I can prove I'm I, I pay I, I pay California taxes, or I did at the time. So There you go. Yeah. I pay my taxes. I went into in Disneyland. So yep. but uh, Cody mentioned something about it would make sense or it would be logical or whatever. But I got four words for you that none of this is gonna be logical. Governor no. Newsom of California so it's not going to be logical it's not going to be easy uh some of it may not make sense but
1: no i'm sure it won't but you know what it's it's one step closer every day is one step closer to being able to go so yeah i know i'll be going soon
0: all right so speaking of our not going somewhere me and me and james have not gone to see this but cody has Uh, we're going to talk about a new movie that was released uh came out on in theaters and on Disney Plus premiere Access, which means you can pay what twenty nine dollars and watch it from your home.
2: I think it's twenty nine or is it nineteen? Uh, it's thirty, so it's probably the advertised price is thirty, so it's probably okay. like twenty nine ninety nine. So, or you can go to or
0: you can go to the theater and watch it. And we're talking about Rhea and the Last Dragon. And Cody actually Raya. Raya sorry, I, I even wrote that down. Yeah. Raya, Raya. Raya, Raya. We
2: always pronounced Raya. it Raya when it first came out. Before we got any type yeah. of pronunciation from yeah. a trailer. Yeah. We always yeah. thought it was Raya, Raya, but it is Raya. It is Raya, Raya, Raya.
1: Raya. Is it? Which is it? Raya. Okay.
0: Cody went to see it. <laughs> what is it, Cody? Raya and the last dragon.
2: Raya and the last dragon.
0: So what'd you think? Now, me and, me and James can't say anything about it. We haven't seen it. So no spoilers yet. Cause yeah. I, no, I, I no, do I plan on seeing anything.
2: It. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I'll say that. I thought it was a very good movie. Uh, I was entertained and engaged throughout. Um, If I could have watched it again today without having to pay more money to see it again today. Because I saw it last night. We went last night, Saturday night. Um, I would have watched it again today if it didn't cost me more money to see it again today. So, had you not um, seen it in
0: the theater and bought it on Disney Plus, you could have watched it today again.
2: Yeah, I don't know how long you have the access for when as, you purchased it on Disney Plus. Like as far that. as
0: I know, when the last one came out, what was it, Milan? Y- yeah. You had access until, I mean, They've, you they never lost it. access. Yeah, as long as it was on Disney Plus. So, you had access until everybody else had access to when it came out for everybody to see so gotcha
2: yeah so but, you know in 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 that case it might be worth it but i wanted i wanted that movie theater experience right. uh it's been a long time since i've gone to see a, a brand new
1: premiere movie uh
2: in a theater and so uh, i was like you know what let's let's go to the movies this weekend
1: when was the last time you've been to the movie theaters
2: it was in december
1: um december.
2: i saw the nightmare before christmas Okay. In theaters in December, it was just the movie theater was doing old movies. Right. And so they had the nightmare before Christmas. I also saw the theatrical version of, um, my mind just went blank. The forgotten carols. Okay. That stage. show that kind of tours, uh, Utah and sometimes comes into Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, they released that in theaters this year because they couldn't tour on stage because of COVID. And so that was playing. We went and saw that. Um, but before that, before December, the last time I had went to a movie was March of 2020 when I went to go see Onward right before the world collapsed.
1: and. Right.
2: Yeah,
1: I think so, it's, yeah. been, it's been a
0: while. It's been over a year for us.
1: Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yep.
0: And... Not to change the subject real quick, but I they're at the Civic center here they're they're playing some Pixar movies they're doing a Pixar celebration. so mm-hmm. they're playing six movies over whatever 12 weeks every other weekend you can go watch a movie and uh, I was gonna buy the tickets. it was 72 dollars for all for for all, for all six movies for three people. so it was like twenty four dollars a piece, right So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a good deal. We'll go every other weekend. It, the first one was Toy Story and it ends with cars. I think it's uh Monsters Inc. Uh, Finding Nemo, uh, The Incredibles, a couple other ones. But then I went to pay for it, and it was seventy-seven or $72 for the tickets and $55 in service fees. (laughs) So I was like, screw that. So we're still going to go watch them because you can buy individual tickets at the
2: door. It's just if you you bought the combo, you got the same seats every time you got to pick your seats. Uh, They're probably charging you the service fee for every movie, and so it just got multiplied.
0: Well, I tried... I I went in and I I was like, I just want to buy a single ticket. It was five bucks. I bought, I said, I want three tickets, $15, no service fees. So we're just going to do it that way. And then if we can't go see a movie, then we won't go, but we're going to try to go see toy story at the civic center. So that'll be the first time I've been somewhere watching a movie in over a
2: year. So go ahead back to Raya. So like I said, I really enjoyed it. Everyone I went with, so it was my wife Tyler, James's son and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, we all really liked it. We all thought it was worth it. Uh, the interesting thing about this movie, um, especially for a animated Disney movie, is that there was no songs. The main character never broke out into song. So it was no Milan character or, uh,
0: Disney animated version.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, because the last major animated movie that Disney came out with, as far as I'm aware, was Moana. Which was just like Frozen that predated that and just like Tangled and before that. And they all have songs, several of them. They're catchy. They stick with you. You can download them on your phone or whatever. This one had no songs. I mean, there was music, instrumental and stuff, and there was like a song in the credits that was probably created for this movie, but it never actually played during the film. Nobody sang, which is not a complaint. It didn't need it. And I'm glad that they didn't put it in there just for the sake of, Oh, it's a Disney movie. We gotta, we gotta have a musical number. It didn't need it. Um, it wasn't lacking. It was a very well thought out storyline. And so, but it was something I noticed at the end of it coming out. It's like, oh, I don't have a catchy tune stuck in my head. There's not going to be any five-year-olds singing this for eight months.
0: Yeah. There yeah. were a couple other movies released after Moana, though, as far as Walt Disney animation. You had um, Ralph Breaks the Internet and Frozen 2. And there was singing in Frozen 2. Oh,
2: okay. Well, yeah. those were also both sequels. I wasn't counting sequels. <laughs> okay. Just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but, Okay, but granted, those all <clears throat> had songs in them. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. So, and Ralph breaks the internet may have been more, I don't know if anyone, Oh no. Yeah. Vanellope had a big song about slaughter race. Yeah. Yeah. There were some songs in there. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So yeah. So no song, but it wasn't needed. I'm glad they didn't try to force it in. I really liked the movie. I can't wait for it to come out on Disney plus so I can just watch it when I want to. I definitely say it's worth watching. Take that for what you will. Cause I thought Mul- Mulan was trash and James loved it. So
1: <laughs> maybe James
2: play. will hate Raya.
1: I might.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I know. I want to see it. it is one of those. that has been talked about for a while. So um, uh, yeah, I definitely want to see it. All right. Well, let's move on to something that James has finally caught up to us on. WandaVision. Oh, yeah. He finally made it through episodes one through seven, and then he got to watch eight and nine. Uh, yep. So what yeah. What are your thoughts, James, on the series as far as up to episode eight?
1: On the series, I've loved it. I've, I've loved every episode. There is a lot going on that I'm not familiar with because I've watched a lot of the Marvel movies. I haven't watched all of them. Um, so there's... There's references that I'm missing. There's things that I know I should know that I don't know. Um, But even with that being said, I still thoroughly enjoyed the entire series. I thought it was great. All
0: right. So what did you
2: think about episode eight? Do you remember that one? Loved it. Cody? Yep. Uh, Are we talking eight or talking
0: nine? Well, we didn't get to talk about eight because we didn't record last
2: week. Oh, okay. Um, Do you, you remember eight? Because I can, number eight. I can go over some some highlights. Eight was the one where Agnes and Wanda go through a basically timeline, yeah, of Wanda's life.
0: We kind of learn who one Wanda is, mm-hmm. uh, the Scarlet
2: Witch. We get we get a back we get backstory on Wanda, right,
0: right. We get and a backstory on Agatha too. We it takes us back to Salem, Massachusetts to. You know the the Salem witch stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, where she's accused of tapping into some forbidden magic, some dark magic, uh, where she says, "I didn't break your rules; they simply bent to my power." So, uh, and then the the people in trying to trying to get rid of her is led by her mother. So, mm-hmm. um, so we learn about that. We learn uh, about Pietro. Why you know he's fake? Uh, why he, they call him Pietro, the fake Pietro? Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else? Um, trying to think what were some of the other highlights from that episode. Uh, we learned that what's that guy's name at, at, uh, sword, um, Hayward Hayward. Uh, we learned that he's had, or he had, a um, visions body the whole time. Uh, he just needed something to reactivate it and, uh, he was using the power, or the, the the energy from the chaos in Westview to, to to power Vision, and then we see his vision. I guess the, we'll call him the White Vision. White in Vision e- in uh, episode
2: nine. That uh, is his official name. The White no. Vision. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I, I didn't know that. I just. Yeah. No. White White Vision is based yeah. on comics. Uh, okay. There was a yeah. White Vision in the comics. Gotcha. All right um we
0: learn in episode eight that's where we learned about uh Wanda and Pietro's mom and dad how they died right?
2: Yes well we knew how they died but we actually got to we didn't see them die necessarily right. but we got to see that event that Wanda and Pietro talked about in age of Ultron about this stark missile crashing into their their house right um and then you know, and never detonating.
0: Right. Right. We uh let's see. I'm trying to look back. Oh, that was episode eight. All right, well let's oh here. No, I wanted to talk about this too. Let's see, is this episode eight? Um yeah, let's move on to episode nine. So we get to episode nine and we we know it's gonna be the last one. Um it did seem a little longer, I think, than the rest. It Five still had like, minutes. like seven or eight minutes of credits. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so episode nine and it's been, a, I, I watched it what Friday when it came out. So
2: I'm trying to think back to how it started. Um, I picked up right where episode eight left off with Agatha having the ropes around Billy like and Tommy's neck. Yeah, that's right. Um,
0: and then let's see. So, what would you think about episode nine, James?
1: I liked it. I right, thought it you... was great.
0: I I didn't the the post. I guess the the credit scenes though. One of them didn't really confuse me. The one with one and by the way, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen it, I'll <laughs> post. It. <laughs> I'll post it in the show notes. Uh, when she's in the wilderness, right? She's sitting on the porch. Yeah. And then she goes in. She's making the the tea. She's actually making two cups of tea. And then there's the Scarlet Witch Wanda with that, with the book and you can hear her kids' voice. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, it's not over. It's, you're gonna, somewhere along the line in one of these Marvel TV shows or movies, maybe Doctor
2: Strange, uh, you're gonna, there's gonna be more. Yeah. I mean, it's already been confirmed that Wanda is gonna be in the Doctor Strange movie that's yeah. upcoming um i i saw also recently that one of the boys uh, one of the actors that plays either billy or tommy uh was spotted uh on the set of doctor strange so right it's gonna tie in um, right so
0: and if my, my daughter watched it, and I knew – because she she likes to watch – she uh, she watches it at school. That sounds bad. But her first hour, she has uh, like TA or something, so she has nothing to do. So she watches WandaVision. Um, but uh, I knew she was going to cry at a, at a certain scene. Uh, and Cody probably cried too because – He's the crier of the group, but <laughs>
2: so, this wasn't kid, aware.
0: so, you know, after everything's done, you know, the big fight uh, and they're walking home. Right. And then uh, basically she let the town go uh, and then she's, she's minimizing the town to get rid of it. Uh, and, you know, they, they go in and they, they, they talk to the boys about what happened that day, say they're proud of them, talk about family. Uh, basically at this point, knowing that any minute they're, you know, everything's going to end except for one yeah. Wanda. Uh, Wanda will still be there uh, in the, 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 I guess the frame of the house that no longer exists, a concrete frame or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And she talks about, she, I think she says we can never truly lo- leave each other. Even if we tried knowing that in a few minutes, you know, she's not going to see her, see her boys anymore. But uh, so my daughter cried, Cody didn't cry. He laughed. He's, he's, he's He's not a very all, sensitive guy. One extreme <laughs> to the other over here. Uh, yeah. Can't catch uh, a break. So then the other the other scene, uh, which I don't know where it's gonna go. When uh, Monica, is that her name? Monica. Monica
2: Rambo.
0: Monica Rambo. She gets called into the theater. Somebody wants to talk to her, and then that chick turns into I I don't know what the characters were called. The scroll. Scroll. Yeah, and says that somebody was somebody heard that she needed a job or something like that. You've been grounded and somebody would like
2: to meet you. Who do you think that somebody was? There's only one person that we know of is, well, I believe she was talking about Nick Fury. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's what I, that's, I, I, I looked it up and I was like, yeah, that,
2: that kind of makes sense. That
1: makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
2: I mean, it could be Captain Marvel because, because she pointed up and the only two people that, it would make sense. It was alluding to would, I think probably yeah. fury, but it could also be captain Marvel, but we don't really know where captain Marvel is and her timeline right now. Um, so yeah. And then she, she, she displayed
0: some more power in the scene with the military or with, uh, where Hayward tries to shoot the kids.
1: Yeah. that and was She pretty steps intense. in front of them. She stops. That was horrible. She got to yeah, he did stopped not flinch. He's like... No, he didn't hesitate at all. He just pulled out the gun and started firing at him. I
0: was like, what is that? But then the one bullet that got past her, the kid stopped himself. Yeah. So they've got some pretty good powers. So, um,
2: Yes. Uh, so... Which I think most of those bullets would have went in between them. But, you know, she was trying to save the kids. So. Right, right.
0: So, yeah, we got... Then we got the big fight scene with Vision, with with Westview vision and then white vision, uh, mm-hmm. basically it narrows down to, uh, white vision was sent to kill the other vision or he was sent to kill the vision. And then Westview vision convinced the white vision that you are the vision.
2: And <laughs> well, he then he the paradox <laughs> to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So that was kind of cool. You know, he kind of, he put all those memories into him cause he had none.
2: Well, yeah. it's, it, it was funny because it was a very clever scene. Um, vision Westview vision vision 2.0, if you will, is having to learn how to fight against himself, you know, and there were a lot of techniques that, uh, Westview vision was using that white vision was not aware that vision could do. Right. One of those was this phase shifting. And so as Westview vision fought white vision, White vision adapted and learned those things that Westview vision was using against him and used it against Westview vision. And so, and then he proposes the paradox of Theseus's ship on how many components can you change to something before its identity is no longer what it originally was. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting because now he has the memories because white vision is, is essentially now just the original vision that we've known before Westview. It's his same body now because he's a synthesoid being. He now has remembered for lack of a better word, the previous experiences because the data had just been stored and Westview vision brought that back to light. And so it'll be interesting to see where vision goes. Right. So yeah, we don't know. He just took off. Yeah. He left after receiving yeah. the memories.
0: Yeah. So I got some notes here from this one, this website. I like at It says Wanda is going to be, oh, Wanda is going to be in Dr. Strange in the mul- multiverse of madness, which comes out March 25th, 2022. So the Scarlet oh. Witch arc will probably continue there, but that's a long time. That's, that's over it. a year
2: a uh, year in like 2 weeks. Yeah,
0: I thought it was cool also after Wanda slammed Agatha into the house with that car, there's that pair of empty boots in the in the rubble. Uh I was like that kind
2: of looks like Wizard of Oz. Uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: So um well, there've been Wizard of Oz references in a lot of places. yeah They'd had Wizard of Oz titles on the marquee at the movie theater in town and different things. So, yep. Yep. So um yeah, I thought it
0: was good. I mean, I it, it, it kind of sucks that it was the last one uh but yeah i'll probably start getting into those of the falcon and the winter soldier because that that comes out
2: what in two weeks two weeks yeah and this yeah. this coming week we'll get the making of right wandavision yeah this friday and then so
0: maybe we'll get to talk about wandavision one more time
2: yeah there might be some cool behind the scenes yeah. stuff in there definitely all right, and now on to our main
0: topic, which if you've listened to us since probably, what, December, November, December timeframe, uh, we decided to watch all of the Disney animated feature films from Snow White all the way to now, uh, Rhea and the Last Dragon. I said it right, right, Cody? Rhea? Nope. Raya. <laughs> Dang it. Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm not going to uh, – I'm going to start calling it Rhea. It's Rhea to me. Bro.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to call it Ria because I like Ria.
0: Okay. Ria and the last dragon. So, uh, and and we happen to be on, we're, we're into the, we made it through the golden era, uh, which is a lot of movies that a lot of people like. We're now into the, we'll call it the wartime era or the package film era um, where these ones aren't as popular or well-known. And for some very good reasons, probably. So, uh there's some 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 good stuff we'll talk about uh but first bongo. <laughs> that is, bongo we'll get to bongo i actually like bongo
2: okay. the bear i actually I'm like
1: Bongo. lot of horses yeah okay i'm glad so well, i'd agree with you but then we'd both be wrong
2: we're <laughs> just waiting for more penguins and they never
0: came <laughs> so the first one uh uh, that, that came out uh, the one that's next is make my music. It was released on April 20th, 1946. It's the eighth Disney animated feature film. And like I said, it is part of that, the whole package era. It was uh, actually premiered in New York on April 20th. It was released generally not till August 15th, 1946. So you'd have to wait. It did make money though. So what, what, even though these movies may not have been as great as the other ones, these movies did make the money that then led us to be able to make movies like Cinderella and the ones that are coming next after this. So, so they had their place in history. And I think we, we've mentioned that for that time, you know, um, there, they, they were okay, but they're just not our favorites. Um, so basically make my music is a bunch of music put together with some animation. Um, and, um, what was I going to say? um well, that's really all i was to say about make my music so <laughs> well, let me let, let me let me introduce them all and then we'll kind of share our thoughts music <laughs> yeah fun and fancy freak was the next one it was released on september 27 1947 um and this one only had two basically two features that were put together uh james mentioned bongo earlier and then a, a feature of mickey and the beanstalk um <laughs> And actually, these were going to be uh, developed as two separate feature films during the 1940s, but they decided to combine
1: them into one. They should have been. They <laughs> and, should have kept up their original plan.
0: And then the last one we're going to kind of discuss is Melody Time, which was released on May 27, 1948. And this one contains one, two, three, four, five, six, seven separate film segments combined into one with. Uh, some uh, music added in, um,
1: and more live action in some, our animated features.
0: Yes, which James is totally against. <laughs> he likes anim-
2: they. he likes a How little, little bit of animation
0: they. in his live action, but not a lot of uh, animation and live action. So, does that make sense? Probably doesn't. Because uh, he, but, you still haven't seen Song as the Song of the South, have you, James? I have not. No. Okay. Because that's got animation in it. But I think it's got the it's got the right amount of animation, maybe. So yeah, yeah, you, you have to let us know. Well, yeah, I
1: think that was another episode, right? We were we were discussing like a, a certain threshold that if it was above yeah. it something and yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I think so, that was in the three caballero episode yeah. or something. So yeah. I will I will share
0: my thoughts quickly on these three, and then I'll let one of the other co hosts talk about their thoughts and then the third co host and then uh then we'll share our ratings. Um I was not a fan of Make My Music with the exception of Casey at the bat. Cause it involves baseball I love baseball uh, and I know the poem. So um, basically to uh, uh, they're reciting the poem titled Casey at the bat by Ernest Thayer about an arrogant ball player whose cockiness was his undoing set in 1902 in the town of Mudville. A few of the moments are exaggerated or altered and music is added. Um, and there was actually a sequel to this segment called Casey bats again, which was released in 1954. Uh, but for the most part, that's really the only uh, – you know, it's got – the the segments are the Martins and the Coys, kind of like a Hatfield McCoy type thing. The Blue Bayou, which Cody loves the restaurant, but he probably didn't like the segment. It uh, <laughs> has nothing to do with the restaurant, but
2: um, – Well, I didn't even watch this one, so – Oh, that's right, because you don't have it. Yeah, and it's not I on Disney. Gonna, I
1: thought you were going to – Rip it to the thing and send it to Cody in an email or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be illegal.
1: <laughs> some other illegal activity, <laughs> it? Oh, that's right. Cody didn't watch it. <laughs>
2: hey, <so it's- laughs> okay, I uh, I decided not to waste my money on this. Yeah, Is that no. too harsh to say? I didn't even watch it. I
0: I paid four ninety nine to add it to my library, so uh, no for big
2: to Collect dust for yeah the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, all the couch ca- four ninety nine. I got it Where'd off of it.
2: Oh,
0: uh, on eBay. Oh man! Yeah, four ninety nine. I think I spent fifteen bucks on this. Thing. Oh yeah, you you spent about ten bucks too much, or Cody would say fifteen bucks too much. <laughs> <laughs> so the Martins and the Coys blew by you. All the cats join in without you. Casey at the bat, two silhouettes. Peter and the Wolf. After you've gone, Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, and the finale, the whale who wanted to sing at the Met. Uh, so like I said, the really only one I was a fan of was, was Casey and Casey at the bat. Um, Fun and fancy free. I actually enjoyed. Um, and you'll see in my ratings. Um, I, I actually liked the story of Bongo. Uh, it was a cute little story. And then Mickey and the beanstalk. I've never, I have seen these two uh, cause they later came on and they were, they were shown separately, but I've never sat down and watched them together in the same uh, I think, but Mickey and the beanstalk. I like the story, you know, Jack and the beanstalk uh, with Mickey and Donald and, um, narrated by Edgar Bergen. Um, he was a, ventrilo- a ventriloquist from, from those days. And it's got the little girl, Lana Patton, uh, which she, she was in song of the South. Can oh, is really- that where I recognize her from?
1: Yeah. Can you really call yourself a ventriloquist when every time the dummies are speaking, <laughs> your lips are moving. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do that. We didn't, we didn't say he was very good at it. He just was I thought he was doing a decent job. Oh, yeah. He was doing a great job. Oh, yeah. He was doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed he to be was... really popular at the time. What yeah. the heck, man? People had pretty low standards back then. So <laughs> is he an actual ventriloquist? Yeah. Yes. Or was it an actor
2: just? No, no. no he he, was, was, he, was,
1: he was, was, was a very well-known one. He actually, sorry, Jason. No, no, no. no. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was actually reading about him a little bit because I thought, how can this guy be so horrible? And he actually didn't like his performance on screen either because I guess he was in a big radio show for, for many, many years, but he was a real popular ventriloquist. And he even said about the movie, he said, I was really dismayed to see myself on there. I got so lazy being on the radio because no one could see my lips right. that over time my lips started moving. And even he couldn't believe how much his lips were moving during this movie. Yeah, I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> Like he's a horrible ventriloquist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it was funny how, because some moments he'd like move around the the room or whatever they were in, and he'd take his arm out of the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd moved to like the other side of the couch. And then in the next scene, the dummy was turned around like the little girl. It's like, somebody's moving this dummy all by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so like That's I, I mean, Bongo, I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the song fun and fancy free and I'm a happy go lucky fellow because probably they were done by cliff, cliff Edwards and he's Pinocchio. So, uh, and I'm a, or not Pinocchio, um, Jiminy Cricket Jiminy. and I'm a huge fan of Pinocchio. So, um, yeah, the, the music was, I, I I thought was pretty good. So you'll see, you'll see in my ratings one, what I think it is. Melody time. The third movie uh, released, uh, like, like I said, in uh, 1948. Uh, it had what, eight segments, seven segments, once upon a winter time, bumble boogie, the legend of Johnny Appleseed, little toot trees, blame it on the Samba and Pecos bill, which I, look. I, I enjoyed the legend of Johnny Appleseed and Pecos bill.
1: Um yeah. Little toot. Little, toot. little toot. Wasn't that Cody's nickname as a kid? He had a little bit of a gas
2: problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sorry, wasn't little,
1: sorry, I, little
0: toot. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but I did. Uh, you know
2: what? Good night. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Uh,
0: so, so yeah, it wasn't. I, 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 I kind of enjoyed those those two segments, but. I mean, the cast, it did have some big names for the time, uh, Roy, Roy Rogers, um, uh, the and, Andrews and trigger. And trigger, and trigger and trigger. Yeah. The Andrew sisters, uh, et cetera. The, the Denning sisters, Bobby Driscoll, uh, Lana Patton. Uh, there's that, there's that name again. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, it, I, I just wasn't a huge fan and you'll see in my ratings, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're coming up on the end of this package film era. I think we only have one more to go. Um,
1: the best uh, one of the bunch. Uh,
0: the pro- yeah, probably will be rated the best one of the bunch. Uh, but yeah, so who wants to go some some of the things? If, if there's anything you liked out of them, you didn't like,
1: um, go ahead. James. What do you want to go you want me to? Me? Yeah, go,
2: go ahead. ahead. Yeah? Go ahead.
1: Okay, so... My thoughts on the three, Make My Music. Uh, I think most of the places that you read about it, it tells you kind of like Fantasia with the updated music list or something. So I really had very low expectations for Make My Music. But I actually liked this movie. I actually thought, that's a pretty cool movie. Now, I have not been a big fan of these package films at all. I've, been not, I've not been a big fan of all these different stories. But each one of these, including the Blue Bayou one, I think, I thought was I thought the music was good on every single one of them. Uh, the Andrews Sisters is in one of these. I think they do the last one, the Fedora and the and the the Blue Bonnet. Um, I thought all the stories were great. I thought yeah. the animation was good. The songs were good. Uh, I really surprisingly liked this movie all the way through. Even even the whale, I felt a little sad at the end with what happens to the whale. Now you mentioned
0: um, uh, the Andrews Sisters. It also had stars from the time I think that's what Walt was trying to do was get these big name people it was Dinah Shore, Benny Goodman uh, yeah. and actually one of the Peter and the Wolf was narrated by Sterling Holloway Cody if you would have got to see it so mm. um,
1: yeah so so yeah the Make Mine music I really did ha- I had very very low expectations for it but I actually really liked the movie out of the three and you'll see in my ratings too that I, I rate it higher than the others um, as far as the next one, which was fun and fancy free, I just struggled with this one. Yeah. I think the, the, uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk was, was, was a decent little short, mm-hmm. uh, Bongo. I just kept watching Bongo going, what is, I don't, I'm not a big yeah. Bongo fan. I'm not a big Bongo fan. And then when that ventriloquist hopped in there and I was just like, what? what is like, this? like it's funny actually when you read about it like in different like i don't think this has been re-released a lot but when they've shown it on tv they actually edit him out of there a lot of times because i think a lot of people think that he was really bad <laughs> and so that ruined it for me for 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 fun and fancy free and then i think i watched um What's the other one? Melody time. Melody time. I watched that one right after Fun and Fancy Free, so I think I was a little bit of a in a funk. Yeah. I, I, I did
2: the exact same thing. Yeah, I watched so them I, back to back.
1: So I'm watching this one, and I'm expecting it to be more like uh, Make Mine Music. I just didn't care for it all that much. I, I didn't like the music as much. I didn't like the stories as much. I'd seen the Johnny Appleseed. I think that that's a good story. I think uh, yeah. you know, like like Jason said, I like the Pecos Bill one also as soon as I see Donald and Jose on there though, and that lady playing the keyboard where she's pushing the same keys and they're making different notes every time. I'm like, what is this? Like, how is this part of this? Like, I don't get it. So I was that's pretty the third movie in a row. We've seen her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, you know what, actually going back to fun and fancy free, I think Mickey Bongo, I think I could have done without completely, but. Yeah, making a beanstalk. I could have totally seen them doing that as a full-length feature, and it being way better than it was as just part of this package film. Yeah, it
2: really could have been fleshed out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I love Pecos Bill, but I didn't. I wasn't a big, huge fan of all the live action. I mean, I understand the trying to bring the draw of Roy Rogers and Trigger and all the people in there. I just could have done without that. I think Pecos Pecos Bill could have had his own movie by himself as well. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts.
2: Awesome. Cody. Um, I'm not too far from James yet again on these package films. I unfortunately wasn't able to watch, um, what's it called? Um, make my 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 music. Music, So I can't really speak to that, but fun and fancy free overall wasn't, I don't know, to me. It just, it's not very, uh, what's the word I'm trying to to think of? It, it's just not, there's not a lot of cohesion in the way, to me personally, with the way they're trying to stitch these very different stories together and, and loosely stitch them together with the, the, the idea of, oh, well, we're just telling these random stories and we're just going to stitch them together. And, I don't know. We've been dealing with that. That's kind of like the overarching way to connect these otherwise random 20, 30-minute segments. Yeah. And stitch them together and call them a movie, and that's just not my cup of tea. Um, And then just some things like Jiminy Cricket didn't really need to be in this movie. Like, you could take him out and... You could always, nothing for the story. You could always use some Jiminy Cricket.
1: <laughs> I was happy to see Jiminy Cricket, but like Cody says, he wasn't really. He didn't yeah. serve any real purpose, no. and I didn't really care for the song that he sang. I was just at, at the end of the song. I was like, I've had enough Jiminy Cricket for a while.
2: <laughs> and so, and I, I initially was excited uh, that I was seeing Jiminy Cricket. It was a familiar character. I thought this movie would be a little more movieish, story-driven. More of a cohesive plot throughout the entire thing. And I don't know, about 30 seconds into Jiminy Cricket's song is just like, How long is this movie again? <laughs> <laughs> and he gets this invitation to go to Mr. Bergen's house for story time, more or less. And then it's just like, do they even really know he's there? Is he hiding? Yeah, like, why is he there he got he's the invitation up. but like
1: yeah yeah
2: do, do they even know he's there like it's just bongo was a odd for me i didn't really care for bongo um i liked i, I did enjoy the the mickey and the beanstalk uh section of it because I've, I've seen that before on its own And so it was fun to rewatch that. I would like the fact that because we've seen Donald a lot in the last several movies and we've seen Goofy has done a couple of small appearances. Uh, But it's nice to have seen Mickey in one of these feature length films. And I know like during this time they were putting out a lot of shorts and cartoons and things like that. So Mickey was being heavily featured elsewhere, uh, but we're not watching Everything that was produced in this era. So, we're just doing the feature length film. So, it was nice to see Mickey because we've seen a lot of Donald. And as much as I like Donald, I'm kind of getting sick of him. <laughs> well, during this period of time, Donald actually overtook Mickey in popularity. Yeah. Well, oh. I can see why Mickey regained the throne because after this period, people were tired of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yes. That's why I never overindulge on vegetables, only the recommended portion size. (laughs) And so, and so, and then I, so it came to an end. Uh, the Mr. Borgen faints on the ground, Jiminy crickets like, well, that's swell. And you know, the end. Um, (laughs) and I immediately rolled into melody time, melody time. And again, who's on the cover of melody time. Donald Duck. So I knew I was in for a treat with this one, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it opens to that uh, winter ice skating scene. Yeah, uh, it had some Christmas vibes to it, and I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. I overall, I didn't hate that segment of the of the, of the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked the Johnny Appleseed one. It was cool to see Roy Rogers in Pecos Bill and so again those same like three segments I I liked more than the others. I couldn't stand the one with with Donald and and
1: Panchito. Um, Panchito, isn't that Jose? Whatever <laughs> <remember> his name
2: <laughs> I just so tired of him.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that little bird that
2: <laughs>
1: I just want to smack that bird. Yeah. And so,
2: yeah, that's, that's what I've got to say about that. I watched it. There are a couple (laughs) of segments that I liked. I just trying to get through these next couple so we can get to ones that are more what I like. All right. What do we want to share our, Oh, before we do share our ratings, I do want to mention,
0: um, I talked to my sister and talked and convinced her to kind of follow along with us and send in her ratings. And she's actually made it through six of the movies and she sent me her ratings, So I'll, I'll go ahead and share those, and then I'll add them to our... Uh, I've got our, our host rankings and then our listener rankings. So if anybody else wants to send in their ratings, podcast at gmail.com, and I will add you to our listener ratings. Uh, but as we go down, let's see. Amber watched Snow White. She gave it an 85, which is a little bit above our average. we For the three of us, we had an average of 81. Um, Pinocchio... 7. Eighty-one point seven. Yeah, you're right. Uh, for Pinocchio, she gave it a seventy-six. Uh, as Ooh, as a show, we got it. Sister? Yeah, apparently not. Uh, no, she <laughs> she actually watched Pinocchio again. Yeah, she was going to give it a lot lower rating, but because she watched it as a kid, it, it scared her. So um, uh, she she gave that one a lower rating than me. Yeah, by two. Yeah, so below our ninety-one point three average. Uh, Fantasia, she gave it the highest rating of all of us. She gave it a 60, uh, which is just generous. a couple points above me and Cody, but, uh, well,
2: I've since found out that I was overly generous. <laughs> 14, <laughs> I, regret, I regret my
1: past. <laughs> 14 double my score.
0: It is. Yeah. 14 points above our average, uh, Dumbo. She gave an 80, which is pretty on par. We our, our average is 85. Mm-hmm. Um, for Bambi, she gave it an 82 which is the highest of all of us uh, by a little. I mean, it's not that much of a difference. I think our average was 74. Uh, and then the last one she's been able to catch up on. Saludos amigos. She gave it a 35, which is lower than all of us, but just a little bit lower than our average. Uh, Cause we weren't all that far off either. I think right. James gave it a 38. So she's, she's, she's about on par. Uh, she's going to watch the other ones in the next couple of days. Uh, so I will add her ratings and then, update you on our next episode and then once she catches up then she'll she'll send them in each show um so it'd be cool to get some more listeners if you want to send in your ratings you don't have to start from the beginning if you don't want to um um or you can go off memory um and give them some ratings um our next one oh let's talk about our ratings first for this one before we move on to what we're going to talk about next uh who wants to go first do you want me to go I'll first? Oh, go I'll ahead, Jim. Go,
1: go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> so let me get back to my ratings here. So Make mine Music. Like I said, I kind of enjoyed this movie. I gave it a 75. Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, I like this movie. The whale, uh, I almost cried. This poor whale just wanted to sing at the Met. That's all he wanted.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you, if the Penguin had a full movie, he would have been up there.
1: I liked all the different segments of this one. I like Casey at the Bat. I like I like the music. I, I don't think there's a single song in there I didn't like. So I gave it a 75
0: So then for um, you, $15 well spent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun and Fancy Free. I gave it a 58. Okay. And Melody Time, I gave it a 57. 57. Those are my ratings. 75, 58, 57. Okay. All right.
0: Not bad. No, not I, bad. I thought, I thought on Melody Time you were going to be lower based off what the way you were talking.
1: Yeah, but you know, there's some things in there that kind of, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. And then and I
0: thought helps. you were going to be lower on fa- fun and fancy free too.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I had to give credit for something because, you know, I did like the Mickey and the Beanstalk. Right. I mean, if that would have been its own film, I think it would have been fantastic and, you know, so. All right. Yeah. Anyways. All right, Cody. Those are, those are my scores.
2: Okay. Well, for, for Make Mine Music, because I didn't watch it, I'm just going to abstain. I'm just okay. not going to vote. It's you know not what? fair to I will send throw to zero. I will send it
0: to you so you can at least watch it and you can put a vote
2: in. Okay, so f- okay. for the time being, I will abstain. Okay. I, it'll get a no vote for the time being. Sounds it de- good. doesn't deserve a zero just because I didn't watch it. So. Okay. Right. Okay, uh, for fun and fancy free, um, this one, there were certain elements that I liked and then there were certain elements that I didn't like. Um, the amount that I didn't like and the amount that I liked kind of was a wash. So I'm going to give this one... Uh, and even fifty, it was just kind of center of the board for me. All right, didn't hate it, didn't love it. Uh melody time uh, was not my f- favorite. There were a couple segments that I liked, but again, it was just it just kept dragging for me. Um, uh, these things are just too long, and I get like they're doing what they had to do back in the 40s to survive as a company, and so I'm not criticizing. You know, I'm not saying that I wish they never made it because then there's a whole butterfly effect that goes into that. But it's just not my style. It's not my thing. I think my scores have kind of reflected that um, since Saludos, Amigos. Um, and so um, I'm not going to stray too far on this one. I did like this one less than Fun and Fancy Free. So I'm going to give this one a 48. 48. 48. 48. All right, so
0: I'll start with Make Mine Music. Like I said, I like Casey at the Bat. Um, I just, I, I wasn't a fan of most of the other ones, so I gave it a, a 40. Um, so with mine and James's scores, wow. average 57.5. That could change once Cody adds his in. Yep. Uh, fun and fantasy Free, I like the most out of all three. It was, to me, when I sat down and watched him. now I didn't watch, I watched them separate days. Um, fun and fancy free to me was just easier to watch. Uh, maybe it was because it was only two segments put together instead of 10 or s- seven. I also think that played a big part yeah. to my
2: decision as well. Yeah.
0: So to me, it was easier to watch. Uh, I gave it a 65. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that puts our average at 57.67 for, uh, fun and fancy free. And then Mel- melody time, uh, was probably the number two came in number two for me. Um, I liked a few of the segments, Pecos bill, etc. So I gave it a 50, uh, which we're, we weren't that far off, um, altogether without, and I think we are nine points
2: apart on that spread. Uh, yeah. yep. so average of 51.67. So. Uh, you and James got a 35 point difference on make mine music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like um,
0: that one. unless you read it lower, it, it'll be a 35 point or unless you read it higher than a 75, um, that'll stand, but our, our average on that one will change, Okay. Uh, which puts these, uh, let me see what the, uh, the rankings are. So we got fun and fancy free now comes in as movie number one, two, three, four, five. Um, Make my music comes in at six and melody time comes in at seven. So it jumped above Fantasia, the three caballeros and saludos amigos. Um, (laughs) So Saludos Amigos is bringing up the rear. Um
1: well deserved.
0: Well deserved.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I think three caballeros was much worse than Saludos Amigos. You,
0: you, yeah, for you for you, you rated it a lot worse than me and James did.
2: Yep. So I just I, I don't know. I really had an issue with Donald in that one. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so our
0: next one we're going to be watching and it will be the very last package slash wartime era film, and that film is the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which me and Cody have watched on the show before and talked about for a I think it was during our first year uh, around Halloween time because that's it played in no. Halloween. So, uh, so I know I'll be watching it again because it's been a year and a half since I watched it. So, um,
2: and I like this. I think it'll be interesting. I want to go back and find that episode and, and listen to what I thought of it then. Right. Um, and see how it differs from my feelings now, especially after watching all these other package, uh, wartime era films. If that's going to make my opinion of a and Mr. Toad better or worse compared to me, just watching a and Mr. Toad just, kind of cherry picking it and watching it.
0: Well, I could tell you without even watching it, just knowing that I've watched it before, it's going to be the highest rated of my package films. I already know that.
2: <laughs> so, so probably higher than a 65. For, yes. It'll be higher than a 65 for fun and fancy free. <laughs> James, do you think it'll top 75 for you of your highest rated package film?
1: I think worst case scenario, it'll at least tie it. Yeah. Okay.
2: That says a lot if it's going to tie with Make My Music. You must have really liked Make My Music. I really liked the music in that thing. It was
1: really good. I mean, I'm not judging because I I didn't even get to watch it, so I don't even know. You know what's me, the, you know? what's the first, what's the the something in the McCoys or something? That's the, the first. The Martins and the Coys. Yeah. That's the first one that that plays in yeah. Make My Music, right? Yep. When that came on, I it just. To me, it felt like I was at Disneyland. It felt like I was on a ride or something. The music that was playing, I was like, it just really set the tone for me. And so. I, I'm
2: really, I'm, if, I'm really curious then why you dislike Small World so much. <laughs>
1: what do you mean? So that's
2: a bunch of segments. Each country is a segment stuck together. But it's the same. Different
1: music. It's not different music.
2: All the language changes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and
1: I, I, I have said before, I have gone back on my opinion of it's a small world. I love the ride. It is the best, longest ride to be able to take a nap on
2: <laughs> without being launched off a 50 foot waterfall.
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> it's a relaxing boat ride. Yeah. Indoors, air conditioned.
1: Yes. Oh, it's great in the summer when it's real hot outside and you. Go into that that building and it's so cool it's, and it just
2: hits you. It's like a wall oh, yeah. of icy air.
1: Oh man, you can yeah. get a really good nap in there for 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> solid sleep right there.
0: <laughs> I think I think unfortunately I might have ranked make my music a little lower because of the all the different segments. It just yeah, yeah, it was one of those things kind of like Fantasia. Like, when is this gonna end? Even that though was- it was only seventy something minutes long.
1: There was a yeah. couple in there that were a little borderline to me. Um, but as I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? The music kind of really makes up for the fact that I don't like this one. Because isn't, isn't that the one where, the, where there's like two dancers dancing? And it's like, was that that one? I'm getting these three movies confused, so I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> I really like the music, so I'm sticking with my, with my score.
0: All right. All right. Well, that's all we got on the movies for the week. Like I said, we're going to watch the Ichabod and Mr. Toad movie next week, or our next episode, whenever that may be. We're going to bring back something that we haven't done in a while, and then we'll get out of here for the night. We're going to bring back our Disney a- or our random Disney A to Z. All
1: right. This
0: is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to us since the beginning, basically our our random A to Z, uh, I have this great book here that was written by uh, Dave Smith. He was the original Disney historian. Unfortunately, uh, Dave has passed on. Um, But I'm holding in my hand, Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia fifth edition. And I believe this is the last edition that was actually put into print. I've got the previous four, but now you can go to the D23 website. And basically Disney A to Z is on there. Um, So what we do is we'll spin a wheel. We'll get a page number. um, Today we'll let James select what entry I would like to read. And then I just read a random entry from our Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia by Dave Smith. Um, All right. So with that, we will spin the wheel. All right, looks like it landed on page 607. So, James, on page 607, it looks like there are seven entries. Which which one would you like to hear?
1: I would like to hear entry number four.
0: One, two, three. All right. So, entry number four is actually a resort that I've been looking at uh, for a future trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, it's the Pop Century Resort at Disney World, a 5,760 room value resort. Now, this says, yeah, this says planned for opening adjacent. So, obviously, this was written uh, before it opened, um, adjacent to Disney's Wide World of Sports, now ESPN's Wide World of Sports at Walt Disney World in 2002. Uh, it was postponed due to a slowdown in Florida tourism after the New York City terrorist attack. Um, The theme highlights the toys, fads, technology, breakthroughs, dance crazes, and catchphrases that defined each decade of the 20th century. Larger-than-life hop icons include Play-Doh, Duncan, Yo-Yo, bowling pins, a laptop computer, and cellular phones. There were two phases planned, each with 2,880 rooms, uh, the legendary years, 1900 to 1940s, and the classic years, the 50s to the 90s. The first phase, the classic years, opened on December 14, 2003. Uh, the legendary years was never opened even though extensive work had been done in the Disney and the concept was eventually changed to that of Disney's art of animation resort which opened in 2012 so that's the entry from Disney A to Z like I said it was one of the uh one of the hotels I was looking at for our possible trip next year so
1: right cool very cool
0: have you stayed at the pop century James
1: I have not you
0: have not Cody Nope. Okay. I see it mentioned a lot on Facebook. You know, people, Hey, I'm going to Disney world for the first time. Where should I stay? I I see that one mentioned quite a bit. So yeah, that
2: one and its sister across the water there, the art of animation. I see those two thrown around a lot because you know, they're, they're some of the cheaper resorts to stay at and, and still be on Disney property, a Disney run hotel. And you know, when you're, when you're spending all day, at the resort, you know, a lot of people's stance is like, I don't need this, you know, 1,000 square foot hotel room, you know? Right. Yeah. So there you go. Hopefully we'll remember to do that again
0: next time. I like doing the Disney A to Z. Um, and like cool. I said, my favorite, it's probably one of my, the favorite book in my collection. So, uh, cause if I have a question about anything Disney, I, I, just pull out the book. Uh, that's all I got. Cody, you got anything else, uh, James? Any news that you didn't bring up that you want to bring up before I share some of our social media and we get out of here for the night and start our week?
1: I do not have anything else. Oh. I'm ready for bed.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> if you want to get more of us during the week when we're not on your uh, your iPhone or Android or whatever you listen to us on, you can like us on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Disney, follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. Email us at Talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com, where you will always be able to find the show first before it uh, heads out to all your, your favorite apps that you stream podcasts on, um, whether that's Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Stitcher, etc. So. Uh, so with that, uh hopefully on James's next trip to Disney we can get some uh maybe we I, I can get some updates or pictures from him and I'll post them over to Twitter or on a Facebook awesome. and uh we'll share what, what he's doing. So all right, that's all I got, guys.
1: You still all right. good? Still good. All right. Well yeah, thanks everybody.
0: Let's get out of here and um, thanks for taking the time of your day to listen to us. We really appreciate it and uh we will uh, talk to you later. Bye.
2: Bye. Adios.
1: Yeah, folks. And me and my
2: pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Mickey? yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Ah, uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> goofy?
1: Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to, to say good night to all our company. company. Oh, no, to no, Chad. No, no, no. M-I-C. See
2: you, Reed. Really it's always Mickey Mouse. K E Y. Why? Because, because we like, we
1: like you. you. M-O-U-S-E. Hi <laughs> <laughs> <M-O-U-S-E. laughs> <laughs> 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 everybody. Hi.
0: Hi. Hi. everybody. we love you! So long. Be careful getting home! <laughs>